1: Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a wannabe Antarctic explorer. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. Every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, know it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. That makes sense too. On this day in 2017, a massive slab of ice broke off from the Larsen Sea ice shelf in Antarctica, forming the biggest iceberg in the world at the time. When I say big, I mean big. The iceberg named A68 was almost 6,000 square kilometers or 2,200 square miles. That means it could fit all five boroughs of New York City five times over. It was bigger than Delaware and twice the size of the country of Luxembourg. Still, you might be thinking, who cares about an old iceberg? But this story isn't just about an iceberg the size of a small country, it also involves penguins, social media, climate change, and a small Christmas miracle. Let's reverse. On July 12th, 2017, all eyes in the scientific community turned to the Larsen Sea ice shelf and the massive new iceberg splintering away from it, Iceberg A68. To understand why this event mattered so much, we need to know a little bit more about glaciers, ice shelves, icebergs, and rising sea levels. Glaciers are basically rivers of ice. Picture one huge connected mass of ice moving very slowly towards the ocean, pulled along by its own weight. Most glaciers only move a few centimeters per day. That's way less than a mile each year. But a few rare ones can move over 30 or 40 meters per day, or up to 8 or 9 miles each year. We call these galloping glaciers. Once the glacier reaches the ocean, the ice extends out on top of the water before it melts, floating and forming what we call an ice shelf. Picture a massive floating stage attached to a beach, but make it ice and make it miles and miles and miles wide. Icebergs are parts of an ice shelf or glacier that break off and float out to the sea on their own. When an iceberg breaks off, we call it calving. Yes, like a baby cow. Like the ice shelf just had a baby and it's sending it off to college already. Also, fun fact, smaller icebergs are called bits or growlers. This is scientists aren't fun. To hear more about history's most famous iceberg, you can listen to our April 14th episode about the Titanic. The reason ice shelves matter so much is that they basically help hold the flow of a glacier back. The quicker glaciers move into the ocean and melt, the higher ocean levels get. Hundreds of millions of people living in coastal areas will be put in grave danger or displaced by rising sea levels. Larsen Sea is one of the biggest ice shelves in Antarctica. When iceberg A68 broke off, it took a whole 12% of Larsen Sea with it. Scientists suspected that A68 might have been acting as a sort of cork, holding a glacier at bay. With the iceberg out to sea, the world watched carefully to see what might happen next. But a glacier apocalypse wasn't the only drama A68 generated. Three years later, in November 2020, hashtag A68 started trending on Twitter again when satellite images showed it traveling towards South Georgia Island, a haven for wildlife like seals, whales, and penguins. A collision course with their habitat could spell certain death for the nesting animals. Then, on December 22nd, just in time for Christmas, the iceberg broke into several smaller fragments and drifted out of the danger zone. Crisis averted. By April 2021, the largest remaining section of A68 was only 3.5 miles in length, and scientists stopped tracking it. It turns out that A68 was a benevolent giant, but climate change is taking its toll on the landscape of Antarctica. Since the mid-1990s, Antarctica's ice shelves have lost 4 trillion metric tons of ice. While some of that loss is normal, Antarctica is now melting three times faster than it was 10 years ago, rushed by the warmer winds and waters of climate change back to the summer of 2017. Only a month before A68 split off from its ice shelf, then-President Donald Trump announced that he would withdraw the United States from the Paris Climate Agreement. This landmark international agreement was endorsed in 2015 by 197 countries—that's nearly every country in the world. The shared goal is to sustainably reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the century. When Trump pulled out of the Accords, private organizations, activists, and businesses stepped into the gap and continued to work toward the goal of the agreement. The majority of Americans, 59% of us, believe that we should be a part of the agreement, while only 18% think that we should pull out. 23% have no opinion. On President Biden's first day in office, he signed the United States back into the Accords. Today, the Larsen Sea ice shelf is melting in earnest as warmer winds from the mountains create slushy pools across the shelf that will eventually cause the whole thing to disintegrate. Scientists don't know how long it will take, but they do know that if we don't slow the rate of climate change, a rogue iceberg would be the least of our problems. If you're interested in learning more about the wonders of the Antarctic, listen to our December 12th episode.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe
1: Now, let's talk about music. Today we're remembering Disco Demolition Night, a 1979 Major League Baseball promotional event turned all out riot. At the time, disco was all the rage, going mainstream after evolving from African American and Latin dance music and being cultivated in the jubilant gay culture of 1960s New York nightclubs. The predictable backlash to this new music form found a home in rock music, and its largely white, heterosexual, cis male fan base On July 12th, the Chicago White Sox and Detroit Tigers were playing a doubleheader, that means two baseball games in a row, at Chicago's Comiskey Park. White Sox officials hired a shock jock from a local rock radio station who had recently lost a job at a radio station that went disco. Together, they planned a promotion called Disco Demolition Night, discounting tickets for anyone who brought a disco record to be literally blown up as a part of the night's entertainment. Over 50,000 people showed up, while thousands more swarmed from the streets outside. After the first game ended, the crowd was whipped into a frenzy screaming, Disco sucks, and throwing extra vinyls as projectiles. The collected records were detonated in a big explosion, and thousands of onlookers swarmed the field, causing so much damage that the second game had to be forfeit. Many in the music industry point to the deeply racist and homophobic overtones of the disco backlash and the riot that night. The white, cis, heterosexual, cultural majority, represented by rock music, saw a threat to their economic survival and reacted violently. Others say it was just a rowdy night. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a July 12th in my life. On July 12th, 2018, I got like a new pair of glasses. And at the time, I think I I got my prescription... Um in 2017 that was when I got my first pair of glasses up until that point I like didn't really pay attention to the fact that I had consistent like headaches from the fact that I couldn't see anything going on around me and then I eventually got glasses, but this year I updated my prescription for the first time in five Years, I or, wait, can I do math? I don't know. It's been a really long time I think I got my first prescription like twenty 20- six I don't even remember. I'm so bad with timelines, but basically, I've gotten new glasses, and my eyesight has progressed so poorly. I think I've like gotten increasingly more uh, just I I have such a hard time seeing anything. So I got new glasses recently for my birthday, and it's been incredible to be able to see things properly. And I know it's so nerdy to be excited about something like that, but like genuinely, I think that a marker of me getting older is the fact that I get very excited about. The most mundane realities of my life. Like, I don't think I have been that excited for a mail delivery in forever. I have just am so over the moon about the fact that I have gotten new glasses. <laughs> it's so boring. I'm sorry I'm sharing this, whatever. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so